0: welcome to the leadership void podcast enrique and vince here and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership let's get started welcome back everybody to another episode of the leadership void podcast i'm enrique my co-host vince and we have a special local uh, visitor with us today a guest that we know from uh, various organizations here in Orlando and Oviedo, uh, and so what we want to do is introduce him, and I'm gonna turn it over to Vince.
1: All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope everyone is having a good day today. We have one moving shaker that's here locally in Central Florida, Baron Mills. Uh, we're such a such an honor, such a pleasure. We're gonna talk to him about his his career, his military experience, plus what he's doing with Four Block. So thank you, Baron, for being here. Folks, sh- share with the crew and the folks online
2: a little bit about you yeah so i'll try to make it quick as we talked about uh assisting things here because i can i can ramble for hours so uh look, i grew up an army brat i went to military college uh, i had no intention to do anything but going to the military I'm, uh, I'm definitely a product of, of top gun and stuff that got me even though i had a lot of uh, influence as a you know grew up around military bases and stuff that really sent me on that path so um Ended up uh, getting commissioned in the Marine Corps. became in, infantry officer, spent 20 years uh, in the Marines. And uh, I landed my uh, my next to last job actually was here in Orlando. That's how I got to this area because there, there are not a lot of Marines here, but there are some. And then um, I retired uh, just over four years ago in May of 2016. I did a, a year as a program manager supporting a Marine Corps contract. I learned a lot, a lot about what I like to do, what I don't like to do. Uh, I learned a lot about... Uh, the issues that veterans have in the hiring process and so forth. And um, and about three years ago, I started to to really immerse myself more in the community, uh, particularly the veteran community, and find out what was going on. And that's why, you know, I'm just, I'm one of those individuals who I, I, I usually can see the bigger picture. I see a lot of connections or, or gaps. And I started seeing those, and that's how I thrust myself into um all these different areas. And so when we talk about veteran advocates, uh, it's people doing great things across all kinds of, of areas like uh, you know, the mental health issues, uh, just your overall benefits, education, uh, homelessness and so forth. But I focus on the military tran- transition, veteran employment and veteran entrepreneurship. That's where I think uh, that's number one where it fits me best, but also where I think we can make the biggest difference for our, our veterans is to give them a uh, proper purpose uh, coming out of the, the military. And uh, that will help them avoid all these other issues that come up. And in turn, uh, if they become you know, successful uh, outside the military, they'll give it back and they'll, they'll help uh, support others as well.
0: Yeah, that's a great and diverse background there going from the military uh, out into what we know that you do. And we see you here locally. We know you uh, from the local area. And we, we are well aware of all the organizations you are impacting, have been part of. And are influencing. One of those is uh, Four Block, and uh, sure. I'm very uh, happy to see them in our area here locally. Uh, they're about to celebrate, if not already, ten years of, of activity uh, throughout the nation. And I really love what they do. So, tell us a little bit about uh, Four Block. Yeah. So, uh, as, as you mentioned, Four Block uh, turned ten years old uh,
2: this year. And uh, unfortunately, it's one of those many great resources out there I had no idea about uh, when I was uh, getting out of the military, uh, you know, uh, four to five years ago, that time frame. So uh, but I learned about it in um, 2017 or so, and I found out that, that um, uh, Florida is one of the places they were established themselves, first Tampa, and then Orlando. And so um, Roger Rowley, who's the Southeast Regional Director, um, ended up uh, making contact with him, and then just kind of waiting it out until uh, Orlando, or, uh, four block of land here in Orlando. Um, and we'll get to that here, I guess, in a little bit. But um, the bigger numbers, uh, in those 10 years, you get about 2,500, a little more than 2,500 plus uh, uh, graduates. You know, the first class started with just 16 students up in, in New York City. Uh, now there's 15 total cities um, across the country that are hosting uh, four block cohorts in the spring and fall semesters of each year. And you've also got three virtual, uh, uh, virtual Easts Central and West uh, cohorts as well. Uh, So almost, uh, right now almost 500 uh, uh, students and graduates uh, per semester. So that 2,500 number of alumni is gonna skyrocket here in the coming years. Um, But you know, one of the key things is um, any, any, I think any veteran can attest to this is, um, number one, you have a hard time knowing what you wanted to do next or or what you should do. And so that's something I want to do is to help you figure out what's the next best fit for you uh, where can you find that, that value? Um, you know, 4Block's established a national network of corporate partners. Uh, these are partners who uh, don't just want to say they're, uh, they're part of helping veterans, but they value veterans on their team. And so that's why they're involved, because so they want to get, they, they want to uh, access great veteran talent that 4Block is, um, is making accessible. And then, uh, you know, one of the key things, uh, uh, recent Syracuse University study showed that um, only about 57% of veterans stay in their first job but 4Block um, right now has a rate of 83% of uh, the graduates, that job they find through the, the help of 4Block uh, keeps them uh, past that first year. So that's a pretty significant impact uh, happening there, both for the individual as well as the company that, that hired them.
1: Yeah, well first 10 years is a long time. So congrats to 4Block and, and definitely that statistic about from 50 to 83%, that's, that's a huge uh, jump right there. So basically, four block, uh, what I understand is transforming the veteran in, in the and tr- the transition process, right? So that's what four block is all for. Um, and can you share more about that if I'm not if I'm mistaken or correct? And how it's holding up and what they're currently doing in that transformation?
2: Yeah, no, it's, you're pretty much correct on that. Um, so, uh, so where where that name come from first of all? So uh, in the in the 90s, uh, General Krulak, uh, who was the commandant of the Marine Corps. At the time, um, he, he coined the three block war, meaning that uh, as Marines, we need to be uh, ready to be uh, in in a, in a city where in one block, it's completely peaceful operations going on. The next block over, it's uh, limited uh, conflict uh, taking place. And in the third block over, it's full out war. And um, and so uh, Mike Abram, the founder of uh, four block, uh, the Marine Corps vet, you know, there's this sync with them. And, and when he was going through his own, you know, uh, tribulations, uh, you know, as a, as a veteran, trying to find the right employment and so forth. So, um, you coined the, four, the fourth block, that is um, you're returning home and, and being in the next chapter after the military. So that's what that four block is. And so what, you know, there's a lot, again, uh, people in the numbers are roughly 45,000 uh, veteran service organizations in the United States. Uh, there's lots of help out there. Um, and there's uh, there's plenty of gaps, but there's also some people doing great things. So what Four Block's really focused on is making sure that uh high, highly skilled um, veterans, um, high, high value veterans are finding meaningful work, right? So that's it's a meaningful career that fits them, but also uh really fits their um, company with. So uh the majority of partners with um uh, uh or Fortune five hundred companies, you know. Uh, all the other all, all the big four consulting pwc kpmg ey and, uh, and deloitte uh you know coca-cola comcast uh, universal um uh first command um it, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty lengthy list and so forth i'd have to go to some other sources to make sure you got them all and everything but um no it's uh and, and so the main thing that's. It, that this is done with is through something called the Career Readiness Program. Um, there's an online uh, class anybody can take to go on, and it, it'll help you, you know, go through some of these initial um, uh, things you got to do to figure out what your next purpose is and and, um, and maybe how to, you know, network get yourself there. Uh, and then uh, Mike also in the Ford Block just released a uh, new podcast um, that that uh, channel was started this year. But um, the crew readiness program which is in person in these um, 15 seat locations and then, um, and then the, the, the three virtual uh, regional offerings, um, that's really where uh, the focus is um, because that's where the corporate hosts are able to um, meet up with the, um, the, the veterans in the class. So the, the veterans come from basically three sources. They either transition out of the military within the next six to 12 months Uh, They're student veterans who are getting ready within the next semester or two to graduate from college with a new new degree, most likely a bachelor's or master's, or they're a veteran who's been out for a number of years, um, and they're making a career pivot, or they just still haven't found the right fit for them. And so uh, Four Blocks give them a chance to figure that out.
0: That's wonderful. And uh, you're right. There's so many, and you mentioned earlier, so many resources but some slip through the cracks just because the word doesn't get uh, propagated out enough. And 4Block is definitely one of those resources that we need to hear more about. Uh, so we're, we're happy to cover them today. Uh, and so w- one of the things that we look uh, for in uh, information is where you guys are headed. So where is 4Block headed uh, in terms of you know the future? I don't know if I can answer that one because I'm just, I'm just a lonely
2: instructor here in Orlando, you know. Um, I, and, and I, you know, the, the COVID has, has brought opportunity as well as problems for everybody. And um, and, and I don't know, uh, I, I think one of the great things that, that has happened, and it, it messes up in the spring when we were doing, uh, we started off the spring cohorts where everybody was meeting at the location of the, um, the corporate partners, so here in Orlando, we were at ADP, and we were at um, Amazon. We met with uh, Loyal Source Government uh, Services, and that that ability to go to their office location, see what kind of life is like, meet other you know employees, primarily veteran employees there, makes a big difference. And then we shut down and just went to pure virtual, and uh, it made the best of it. This we from the, uh, from the start here for the fall cohort, we knew we were going virtual the whole time, and what's been great about that is besides the fact that we learned our lessons from the spring and, and this do a better job of presenting the information now and in um, the right format is you don't have to be in a particular city to take advantage of it. So um, you're not gonna be usually associated with you know the cohort in Tampa or Orlando or Philadelphia or, or, or Seattle and so forth unless you're there or wanna or wanna get, go there. But um, you know, in the spring, if you weren't in Orlando, you weren't gonna get into the Orlando cohort. Uh, this this fall, we've got one uh, one individual in Philadelphia who all he knows is that when he retires from the Army next summer, he plans to come to Orlando. Uh, I've got another one in D.C., and uh, I've got uh, one um, one lady getting ready to retire from the Air Force in the coming months. She's at a Homestead Air Force base in South Florida right now. So the the virtual offerings um, make a big difference, and we're looking forward to in 2021 to hopefully getting back to the in-person. But the, the virtual just provides such a... Uh, unique opportunity that I, I expect the four blocks and still have that in some way. And it might, it might exist purely in this, you know, the regional offerings, or there might be some way we do a hybrid in the cities. I don't know yet. Um, but I'm sure four Blocks would love to spread themselves to every state, every every major city out there and stuff. Um, it's, you know, this combination is always of funding. I mean, this, you have to have funding to sustain a nonprofit like this. It uh, can't just go purely off of the passion of, of some individuals. And, uh, and there's also going to be a demand signal, demand signal either from um, veterans that are saying, I definitely want this opportunity at where I'm at or where I want to go to, but also you got to have employers there to match them up with and so forth. Um, if you don't have both, it's just not going to work out. So, so uh, I'll be happy to get you in touch with Mike Abrams too, to get him on here maybe sometime, because he can de- definitely give you the, the the future looks like. But um I think it's really bright. Again, uh, I think you're looking at almost nearly a thousand alumni a year that will be coming out now with 15 locations plus three uh, uh, virtual regional cohorts and uh, just the fact that the word's finally uh, getting out there more. And uh, another really exciting thing just got launched for this fall is something called 4Block Connect. So it's basically, it's it's an online platform that's purely inclusive to 4Block. So um, for the launch year, it's just, um, students, the instructors and the staff and the volunteer coaches that are on it. Uh, but uh, as these weeks have been going past, they've been adding on the corporate partners now as well as, um, as as alumni. And it's a in some ways it's like LinkedIn. You know, you get a chance to connect with others um, uh, that uh, probably you're worth connecting to. But corporate partners are able to post uh, job uh, openings on there and, and other opportunities. Um, your cohorts able to meet on there. I mean, our, our sessions for the fall are, are loaded on there. So if you're one of our students, you just gotta go on a four block connect and um, and you know exactly what the next class come up is and, and how to join us and so forth. Um, it's got one of those things that I, I think it's got some capabilities we haven't even realized yet because once, once all of the, you know, 4,000 plus alumni and, and students and others uh, users are on it, you're gonna see um, new ways of using it, popping up and, and new ideas and everything. It's um as soon as I saw it, uh, you know, a couple months back, I was I was really impressed and excited about the opportunity it was going to bring.
1: Well, Baron, I want to say you know first kudos to you for being a, an instructor at Four Block and something you mentioned early on. You know, you helped to bridge that gap for the veterans transitioning. Here is a manifestation of one thing you are doing. Uh, so speaking of bridging the gap, uh, let's talk about the gap but let's switch over to leadership void, which is a gap also. And let's yep. talk a little bit about your own uh, professional development and your leadership uh, skills. So first question is, uh, what professional development areas do you work on to improve your capabilities as a leader?
2: Yeah, I wish I could say I was doing something really, really hard on that right now. I feel like, um, I feel like I've lost, uh, just being very, very um, personal. I feel like I've lost the focus on myself here in the last uh, year or so as I really just, um, delve more into trying to connect some organizations together and, and make some things happen for central Florida and Florida but um, I'm one of those people that believes in lifelong learning and uh, you should never assume that you knew everything um, I, I, I always feel I'm very good at figuring things out but I got to get the information from somewhere but um, I yeah, you know, I mean, I, when, I, when I read the questions over that you're presenting, I was like, man, I don't know if I got any great answers for these uh, today and so forth. I just think uh, it's really important. Um, and I, I didn't start doing it. So when I was in the military. All my uh, development was uh, was completely focused on the, the military and combat and so forth. And I, I was reading books. They were all history books or, or biographies and so forth. You know, um, I didn't I didn't do any of the, reading, like reading or, you know, fun reading outside of, you know, military and, and that kind of stuff. And it, as my retirement neared in 2016, that's when I started um, really finally reading other stuff that I shouldn't have been reading well beforehand, you know, things like books by Malcolm Gladwell and, um, and, and books about, you know, entrepreneurs and so forth. And that, those kind of things um, really helped get my, you know, get the wheels in my head going and thinking about some other ideas and ways I, I can apply myself. Um, I guess uh, one way to answer that question is um, yeah, I know I definitely create problems, but I don't create a problem unless I really what I'm doing is trying to frame the problem that exists already, and people don't see it. But um, be, be, a, be a problem solver, you know. Um, step in somewhere. Everybody needs help, and see if you can't help uh, solve problems. So um, you know, I, I did one thing I've done uh, is I've kind of rethought leadership. Um, just getting out of the military. Um, and I, I feel like leadership boils down to being able to do three things. Uh, establish a vision, uh, define a vision for an organization or a uh, company, um, be able to communicate that vision so people understand what it is you're trying to achieve. And the third thing is to, to, to build a team that can achieve that. Vision. So um, I think you gotta be able to do those three things in order to really be a successful leader. Um, it doesn't mean get in front of people and say, do this, do that. Um, it, it um, I, I really believe in the servant leader philosophy. That the only way your team's gonna um, achieve the mission is by you supporting them. You know, it's a constant in the, in the military. The term is support is supporting. You know, and it, uh, you know you used to talk heavily about main effort, and you wanted to be the main effort, and then everybody had to support you and so forth. But uh, military operations and combat so ebbs and flows so much that. Um, at some point, you might be the, uh, the main effort, but then it shifts to somebody else. And so really the terms better used are supported and, and supporting, and that's how I feel a leader should be. Sometimes you're be the one being supported, sometimes you are supporting. Um, but if it's, if you have this kind of uh, view on things that it's about everybody uh, getting behind you and, and just doing what you say needs to be done, then you're gonna end up failing.
0: Those are wise words and that kind of brings us into uh, the next section of, uh, of advice, because, you know, we all get advice as we're growing up. Some advice we're smart enough to say, now that probably won't work for me, and we push it to the side, but there's definitely some advice that we say we need to really uh, take this on, implement it, make it, make it part of our life. Uh, so what uh, advice did you get as an, uh, as an emerging leader uh, that you would like to share with uh, those that are listening?
2: Yeah, so I, I can't say there was never like one thing that was like, oh, that's it, that, that's the, the ticket. But there were definitely some some points in my career when I heard some things I was like, and it just sunk in and stayed for a while. And, and one of those was as a lieutenant, uh, we were on our uh, was on my first deployment uh, on on a uh, Navy ship uh, doing a Marine Expedition Unit uh, to the Mediterranean Sea, and uh, we were sitting around with the company commander uh, doing um uh, just doing some you know typical uh, professional military uh, education. Really talking about, we were we started talking about problems in Ring Corps and, and stuff, you know, and or problems in the military and um, there's right any organization problems are abundant. It's a matter of um, a, a identifying them and finding a way to, to go about solving it. And one of the things that kind of discussion was because um, you can either you can either accept the problems and want to um, face them, or you can kind of you know leave and let somebody else take care of the problems. And, um, and he was we were talking about these you know, organizational uh, institutional problems. And he said, you know, he'd been told, you can stick around and help solve it or you can leave. And so that kind of sunk in with me was, there's no point in me complaining much about what the Marine Corps is doing if I'm not going to be sticking around long enough to help solve it and stuff. So that's one of the things is uh, don't complain about something unless you're willing to stick around and help solve it. Um, If you just want to be, you know, uh, Debbie Downer that kind of stuff, then we don't need, really don't need you around unless, like, there's nothing wrong with being critical and, and giving sage advice and pointing out things. Um, but don't do that unless you're willing to help then um, step in and, and, and provide part of the solution to it. Another one, I had a, had a really great commander I worked for for a year midway through my career and um, some different things was, um, you know, I, I, I had gotten, I, <clears throat> I really had kind of um probably, you know, I stirred too much and stuff, you know, like somebody would say, like I definitely had my own ideas about the way things should go in, in the, in the military and so forth. But I always, you know, basically did whatever I was, I was told to do. And he said, you know, it's good for a subordinate officer to tell a senior officer no sometimes. And, um, and that became very, very important and useful advice. Um, and it's, it's different also. If you're, if you say no to your commander, that's different than saying no to a, a senior officer who's in a completely different command. That's, you're working with and so forth it doesn't mean you say no like to, to like shut them off it means you say no that hey what you're asking for isn't possible right now or it's, you're asking for the wrong thing or the case is but um like in order to be a, a successful team member sometimes you got to point out that some things uh, um, that somebody else is asking for are not possible or can't happen without more coming from them and then another thing uh that i got from him that was great was um I walked to his office, he's getting off the phone with somebody. And um it was I could tell it'd been a heated heated discussion and so forth. And as uh, one of the comments was he's like, Look, I, I am who I am. Some people either you know love me or hate me, but that's not that's not my choice, that's their choice. So I took that to heart to mean, hey, don't don't try to to mold yourself to be what other people want you you think they want you to be. Just be yourself. And if they choose to to love you and like you for that, great. If they don't, that's your choice. Like you can't spend your time though trying to, to change how they think and view and so forth if you're being who you are
1: right so so i'm hearing a lot of great different tips and advice there you know if you want to work on the problem don't just talk about it but be be the solution with the problem right and and obviously you know able to say no is it's so important and uh, especially to a senior leader so that's great to hear and and lastly what i'm hearing also is like hey I'm not here for you to like me. I'm here for to get results. Bottom line, and don't mold yourself to the to the to the norm, which is great advice. Now, hearing all that uh, and problems and areas of 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 walls or blocks, what challenges did you face, or are you currently facing
2: as a leader? I uh, my, my main problem is overextending myself. I mean, we talk. I mean, you guys know I'm involved a lot of things, and. Um, and, and being involved in a lot of stuff is great as far as informing me of what's going on and where some of the, the um, solutions and problems are, but um, but you can you can overextend yourself. And, and I, I definitely did that in the past uh, couple of years. Um, so I've been trying to figure out, I, I, I pretty much have done a good job this year, I think identifying the areas that I need to focus on. And so I've been trying to, and it hasn't happened uh, quickly but I've been realizing the things that I've been doing that aren't adding to that or detracting, um, and uh, and gradually off offloading those from my plate so that I'm really focused on just a handful of things. Unless instead of having eight or ten things, I'm also like, um, I got, let's talk nonprofit world here real, real quick, because um, there's a lot of nonprofits out there and they can all use a lot of great help. Um, but I'm like I'm one of those. I don't want to have a role with a nonprofit for the sake of saying I have a role with a nonprofit. I'm not gonna. I don't want to help you unless I can really, uh, or say I'm gonna. I'm gonna be involved with you unless I can actually help you and give you the time necessary. And so, so um, so that's one of the things too. Is there's like um, I've got a couple of roles and people are like, hey, great job on a role. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough there at all. And in fact, um, I need to leave it because I don't feel like I'm accomplishing what needs to be accomplished, and I can't because my focus needs to be in these other areas. So, so I would, as a leader, I was. That's a big part of it. Is um, just don't don't overextend yourself. Um, like you have to be, whether it's a, a leadership by action or leadership by role, um, you have to be available to those that are counting on you. If you've gotten yourself just spread too many things, you won't be available when you're most needed.
0: Yeah, I totally agree that, uh, you know, your commitment uh, should be matched by your effort. Uh, And, you know, it usually is a challenge for those that really want to help, want to make the community better, you know, and and we were just talking about challenges and with challenges, undoubtedly, you have to have some type of strategy to get past those things. So what kind of strategies do you build in or can you share with others uh, that are facing challenges? Well, I think, um,
2: right? It's um, c- kind of cliche, but come up with that annual goal list, right? What do, What do you want to aspire to achieve this year? And it, it should be right, big, big, and audacious stuff. The thing, things that you, maybe you can't fully achieve. Um, I, uh, if, right, a proper vision statement is something that you may never be able to get to, but in order in trying to attain that, you're going to accomplish great things along the way. So, absolutely. Anybody who feels a little bit stuck, uh, um, I would. T- if you haven't like stepped back and written out your goals, whether it's five-year goals, 10-year goals this year, you need to do that. You need to figure out what it is that uh, you're trying to achieve. And then start looking around at what are you doing? Who you who are you associ- associating yourself with? Uh, what do you do on a daily basis? And are those things uh, taking you towards your goal or, or keeping you from getting towards that goal? Um, and it's uh, so I, like on the the, the business um, side, the entrepreneur side. You know, one of the the, the talks I, I give to people are: um, if you're really serious about starting your own business, then you need to stop hanging out with regular employees. Um, not because they're not great people, but because they don't get it. And um, and somebody who's just looking to stay in the same job for twenty or thirty years, uh, get a good steady paycheck, have have security in that. Uh, that's, that's needed, but they're not going to get your dreams. They're not going to be able to relate and so forth. And they're going to kind of question what you're doing. You need to be around people who are uh, trying to achieve things and failing almost regularly and stuff. You need to be around individuals who are talking about how they just brought on uh, their first part-time, you know, employee or intern, something like that. And and what's going on with it? Somebody who says, if I don't get a contract in the next month, I got to shut down somebody who says we thought we weren't going to make it and we just got this new client. And and now, you know, we got another year's worth of life in front of us and stuff. Those people you have to interact with if you want to do that. And so the same thing with um, for those job seekers and so forth. And it's one thing things we were talking about yesterday in our, our four block session for the week was, you know, if you're interested in a certain industry then you better start talking to people in industry. Um, it's not about sending out a hundred resumes. It's about networking and building relationships in that, in that area. And so, forth. so whether it's through, uh, trade, trade associations, or organizations, uh, utilizing the platform like betterrider.com and finding the, a mentor on there who's in, the, um, in that industry. It's about connecting the people and learning uh, that way. Not, uh, most importantly, got to be proactive. You can't be passive.
1: Right. And, and speaking of connecting and networking, here's an opportunity for folks that want to either reach out to you or know more about 4Block. How do they go about reaching out to you or 4Block to get more information?
2: Yeah, so four block is pretty easy just go to fourblock.org um you know they got it they really have a great website this made some um enhancements to it uh decided to say yes, yesterday also was the opening up applications for spring 2021 cohorts so if uh yeah, take go there take a look at the 15 locations uh if one doesn't match up with where uh, you're looking to be then um t- take advantage of one of the three regional uh virtual cohorts but uh uh, org is a great resource uh both uh for the for the online class you can take to get set up for the um career readiness program uh cohorts to getting um links to the, the podcast and so forth that go there for me um i mean linkedin's on most most active although i, I gotta say in the last month or two i've been less active there um than, than typical i'll get back to being much more active but uh just taking care of some other things that, that need my focus right now. But, I, but I'll give this this tip um, toward myself and others. I, I've got a few hundred um, connection requests that I'll, I'm never going to respond to. And it's because they're people who just said connect to Baron Mills. And I've got no idea why they want to connect and so forth. I don't have, t- sorry, I just don't have time to go in and look at your profile and figure out why, why you and I should be connected on LinkedIn and what value we can bring to each other. I need you to send me a message that says, hey, Baron." For this reason, I want to connect to you, or I think we should be connected. And it doesn't have to be all that that sexy of a reason. Um, But but if you're willing to take the time to send me a message, most likely I'm going to respond and accept that connect request. But I I I did I did a shift a few years back. I was all about quantity, and I was trying to connect to anybody and everybody I could. And then uh, and then I realized, what am I doing? Um, Like I need quality connections on here. I don't want to be connected to somebody who was literally on for like a month and then drops off for years. I want to be on connected people on here who are looking to maximize LinkedIn and, and the, the experience. And they're going to, uh, they're going to engage with me. I'm engaged with them. They're going to like my, like, my content, comment on it and so forth. So um, one of my, um, you know, gates for that is if you're willing to send me a message, that means you probably get how LinkedIn works. If you're not willing to send me a message. If you're just saying connect and hoping that I blindly respond back, then we're probably not a good match. So that's a little bit, maybe anal in some ways. Uh, it's definitely a pet peeve of mine though. And that's just it. Like, um, If you just send me a connected question out of a message and don't hear it back from me, uh, that's why. Because I don't know what value you offer. And, and um, I just don't have time right now to try to figure it out on my own. So, yeah, so I, with that real quick, is if you're trying to connect to a recruiter, a business owner, a CEO or something like that, and you're doing the same thing and just saying connect, 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 if they respond and then, then you were lucky. Um, they're probably not going to respond either because they're being inundated with, as well with so many connect requests. You need to separate yourself and define for them up front, here's why I want to connect and, and why
0: uh, I offer you value or vice versa or mutually. Well, that's definitely some great LinkedIn advice uh, because you know most of the folks that are actually connecting for impact and doing things and sharing, And supporting uh, that seems to be the way they're going uh, nowadays Uh, but if you want to connect with us uh, it's as simple as theleadershipvoid at gmail.com we would love to hear any topic you would like for us to cover or any guest speaker that you would like to see so just email us there and you know me and vince we we like to throw the swag on so if you Uh, have a t-shirt or a mug you would like to for us to throw out here and and support you in uh be sure to email us uh those uh leadership questions or topics uh and any opportunity that you would like for us to uh support you in
1: yeah and and for 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 you baron thank you so much for just being here and and spending carving out time out of your busy schedule just to give us a little bit more about four block and a little bit more about the man under that, under that beautiful shirt wearing in that beautiful that. background. But yeah. uh, we thank you for that. Continue to do great work, bridging that gap for veterans. Uh, we're honored to have you here. Uh, definitely iron sharpens iron. Uh, and uh, again, speaking of that, next week we have another great leader from Central Florida, Jeremiah Fuller. He's gonna also talk to us about what he's doing here in the community and what, what else, uh, his impact, what he has. So again, for today, Baron, thank you so much. Uh, wish you good well and, and your list as you scrub the who's going to stay, who's not. Uh, but if you need anything, we're here for you. And but thank you and and Godspeed out there, brother.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks to everything you guys are doing as well to uh, help spread the message about some great organizations and um, hopefully bring clarity to people's lives and and how they want to go forward. If I can, one last shout out. I know uh, it's today. I know this isn't going to go out till. Um, Till uh, next week. But today is my mom's 74th birthday. So happy birthday to uh, best mom in the world, Sabre Mills.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hey, bye. birthday, mama.
2: <laughs>
0: happy birthday. Yep. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Void podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.